Welcome to episode number 55, No Quit Living. This is the Rotated Views Podcast with Jimmy Lee and the crew, giving you life from various perspectives. Welcome to our level. We hope you enjoy the views. All right, you are now tuned in to the Rotated Views Podcast. I am your host, Jimmy Lee Velez. I am here with Goose. What's up? Heck, you, Gabe, you, and special guest Christopher J. Worth from No Quit Living. What's going on, guys? How are you? All right, all right, all right. Oh, man. So, No Quit Living. In this episode, we have special guest and entrepreneur Christopher J. Worth. In this episode, we discuss the importance of not quitting, strategies to help you never give up, inspiration and motivation. We talk about personal development, having the proper attitude, positivity, and using affirmations. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Lance Armstrong and Mark Jacobs. All right, so if you're new, thank you. Don't forget to download and subscribe. We release a new episode every Tuesday morning. How we like to kick things off is uh, with a definition from dictionary.com. We defined quit, which they define it as to stop, cease, or discontinue, to give up or resign, let go, relinquish. So we have special guest Christopher J. Worth. Can you give us a brief bio on who you are and uh, what you do? Definitely. First of all, I just want to say thank you. appreciate the opportunity of being here. So first off, I'm the proud and extremely lucky husband to my wife, Melissa, and the proud father of three kids. I have two boys and a girl, eight, six, and four. Mm. Career-wise, I'm the president and the founder of No Quit Living, which is a speaking, training, and coaching company where we aim to help motivate and inspire individuals, companies, as well as teams to not give up on themselves or their dreams. As a company, the things we focus on are leadership, sales, growth, and personal development. And that is me in 35 seconds. Wow. Nice. Yeah. nice. So Sounds no quit, busy. Yeah, no quit living. I mean, how did, how, did that title, how did that title come about? I mean, it's very catchy. How, how did you, you know, come up with that? Was that something that just popped in your head one day? Was that a discussion with someone? Well, there's, there's two parts to that question. The first off is, I think it was probably five or six years ago, I'm a big quote guy, and I saw this quote by Dr. Norman Vincent Peale, mm. which basically states, it's always too early to quit. And I don't know whether I was in a different mood or something that day, but it literally stuck out with me, and then the whole word quit and don't quit and no quit kind of stuck out. And it was about probably six months later, I got the license plate no quit on my car at the time and I've had it now through I think six cars and basically it was probably about four maybe three and a half four years ago I was thinking about doing something with no quit and initially thought about the concept of no quit capital but then I realized that capital kind of has the money signed to it and I realized that no quit living kind of has a better I guess overall feel in regards to not being limited in regards to the money side and Literally, I was talking to a buddy of mine, and I told him about the idea, and he said, go for it. And the next day, I went ahead and got the tax ID number and got the name and everything. So nice. it was kind of literally started from a quote to something big, and I've, I've kept going with it. And like I said, the only pain is when you lease a car or finance a car, sometimes it's difficult to keep the license plate. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, that's fascinating. And you know, that that's also uh, satisfying to me as well. I mean, think about it. If you're Norman Vincent Peale, right? You 
have the we always talk about we have the power of influencing people and 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 creating a a positive um i guess energy uh for someone and with that obviously it has you know some permanent uh resonance to it so i mean this guy probably wrote the book who, who knows when he wrote it um in the 70s or 80s or this guy was all over the place but um it impacted you to start uh you know to not only have i guess like a motto for your life but even start a business and you know lead you into you know your whole entire empire for you know years to come um i mean it's just the power that we actually have to influence people um i guess is what i'm trying to say is limitless right i mean we read books all the time and even you yourself say you're a quote guy so you know you're inspired you know by the way people view life and you appreciate that uh i, I just thought it was amazing that we would stop and bow down to our personal development and see the importance um of, of you know what that really means to us so on your podcast artwork, you have the three P's, positivity, persistence, and prosperity. Can you explain why you have those uh, specific three words there um, and, and you know, the significance of them? Yeah, there's no, no great story like uh, the initial one. But <laughs> basically when we were redoing the artwork, not only for the podcast, but also for our logo, we kind of thought about a tagline and my initial business card about two and a half years ago, had Norman Vincent Peale's quote on it. And someone asked me, said, you know, do you need to get someone's authorization for that? And I wasn't sure. And I said, you know, I don't really know about that. A good friend of mine happens to be my attorney. He wasn't sure. So basically about four months ago, we were redoing everything and we were looking at words and positivity obviously is something that, that stands out in regards to what we try to talk about with no quit living. So that one was kind of pretty simple. But then the persistence component came out, and that's something that I've asked all the guests on my podcast is do they have a story about perseverance or was there some point in their life when they wanted to quit but they didn't and kept on going? So that's where that component came. And then the prosperity component – or excuse me, the prosperity word, we initially thought about abundance but liking having the three Ps. So we were looking at different words, and prosperity kind of says the same thing in some ways as abundance, and I think having those three Ps just kind of – looks looks pretty neat and then i had my design guy give us probably 10 or 12 different logos and the way he put it out the last time it kind of just stuck and i asked i don't know how many people for their opinion and the the resounding response was that it, it's got a nice feel to it and it's just gone come from as far as initially with norman vincent peel's quote to to these three words and i think it just really states kind of who we are as a company and the type of image we want to have in regards to not only our clients but also our potential clients as well yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. So, um, your podcast, as you know, we talk about, but it's not just your podcast. It's you know your the whole business behind uh, No Quit Living uh, is aimed to inspire and motivate people to never give up. So, what what have been your results thus far? And and you know what's the feedback you're getting um, from your followers or people who you know listen to your podcast and and you know follow your teachings. You know, it's it's been really, really interesting. I initially launched and never having launched a podcast, you're always kind of to be determined as far as what the response is going to be. But I sent yeah. out initial podcasts to some friends and I really asked for some constructive criticism and feedback, not from a negative perspective, but I really wanted to know what they thought. And the initial feedback has been really positive and I'm part of a networking group and I sent out 
I think the first three or four episodes to everybody in the group and everybody came back and said, you know, I really like the, the image. I really like the message. I like the questions. And a lot of them didn't know the guest, which is always interesting because if you know somebody prior, I think you kind of have a thought either way, good, bad, maybe indifferent. But a lot of the people in my, in my group didn't know a lot of the guests. So they were really listening to the podcast. I don't want to say with an open mind, but a little bit more open mind than if you had a preconceived thought about somebody. And one thing I was talking to the guest I had recorded on Friday, Kevin Cruz, who's a New York Times bestselling author, and literally we're about to go to go live. And he said, you know, I just want to tell you something, Chris. And I said, oh, uh-oh, this could be good or bad. And he said, you know, I've listened to every single episode. And I, and I was like blown away because no guest had said that before. And he said, no, he said, I wanted you to know I've listened to every episode. And he said, I love the fact that you keep your podcast about 30 minutes he said but more importantly he said i like how you ask some pretty open-ended questions but then you give the guests an opportunity to tell a little bit about themselves and what they're working on and it's just really been interesting and i think the big thing is is if you're honest and open with with your guest and you really tell them look i'm going to ask these couple of questions but let them know that there's going to be an opportunity where they can a tell their story or b introduce a product or service that they're that they're talking about. And I think that that's pretty much the component of the, of the podcast is just being open and really letting them share their no quit story. And and some of the stories to be totally candid with you, I had no idea some of the stories behind some of the guests, Anthony in arena, who was the guest on episode number four. I had no idea that he had half of his brain removed. Hmm. And after that fact, he went ahead to graduate cum laude from Harvard and went on to just an unbelievable career so far. But you're listening to these stories, and I, I can't help but be overwhelmed because I know a lot about the guests, but there's a lot of stuff that I don't know. And, and literally a lot of times I'm sitting there taking notes and just completely amazed by some of their stories about perseverance and not giving up. Yeah, I mean, that sounds like a total win-win. And it's fascinating, too, because um, it's pretty cool that you're you know trying to provide um, you know this product-slash-service of inspiring and motivating other people and a lot of times people fail to forget, like Christopher just said, um, you know, there's some preconceived notions that we have. There's some knowledge, some general knowledge that we have on our guest. Um, but when you when you allow that, you know, that open ended uh, conversation to take place, you start to be the student, right? Like you start learning, you know, from from your own guest, and it's 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 a fascinating thing. We love it here, and e- even us every week, it's something new, something different, right. exciting, fresh. Um, and then it's, it's kind of like when we poke at the questions or poke at the conversation, you know, you know, people start to, you know, unwrap, uh, you know, history behind what they're saying. And I guess it makes more sense and you get, you get to understand their perspective and, you know, where they're coming from. So, you know, with that being said, I've listened to, uh, your, your podcast and you have some big names on there. I mean, what in the world? Me and my, me and Gabe were just talking about, we're like, this guy is locking in some big names and, uh, you know, some to be announced yet and uh, some big things coming his way. But, I mean, what, what what's the secret, man? Uh, money and threats. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, you know, it's funny. I just had this conversation over lunch this afternoon and I was talking to a friend of mine and I said, you know, what's really interesting is I knew quite a few of these guests before. For example, Bob Berg, who was my first guest. I've had a pretty close relationship with him for about five years and Tom Ziegler who happened to be happens to be Zig Ziegler's son I've known him for about four years but most of the other guests I didn't know and a lot of them I knew some of their stories or I'd read some of their books but the one thing that I decided was to be very specific with my requests 
but to be very professional about it. And here's my secret is I have written a lot of those people handwritten notes before as well as after they appeared on the show and thanking them. And so many of them have been really appreciative. But I was talking to the same gentleman on that I mentioned earlier, Kevin Cruz, on Friday. And he said, you know, I want to tell you something. He said, you sent me a very specific and a short email in regards to what your podcast is about, the audience you're trying to get. And he said, you also were very specific that you're going to give me an opportunity to talk a little bit about some of my projects. And he said, I was very responsive because most of the podcast requests and the other things I get are very self-focused in regards to the asker. And I really wanted to make myself stand out in a positive way. And I, I don't share this with an ego at all, but I've only had one person that has said no, and he didn't even really say no. He basically told me that he's busy until November and to contact him back then. And he's actually in my Outlook calendar. I'm going to reach out to him the second week of November. And I think if you're open and honest with people and you tell them what you're trying to do, I think it puts people in a, just a, a positive mind for, uh, mindset that they're willing to help you. And that's the other thing, too, is is I've been fortunate to have, as you mentioned, some some big names. And the one thing I can say that they all have in common is they're willing to give back. And whether that's one or two or three people were really helpful to, in their lives at some point. But if you're really honest with them and ask for things, knowing that, you know, that there's something in it for them too, they're really responsive. And everybody's just been really positive in regards to not only their time, but also with what they've shared on the podcast. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, <clears throat> so... Alongside those names, um, whether you had them on your show yet or you're anticipating to have them uh, on your show, I mean, who who has been your who? Is there someone who stands out or maybe kind of like caught you by surprise? Well, that was like a lot cooler than I thought that was going to be. You know, like who's your favorite guest so far? That's such a loaded question. <laughs> since, <laughs> since since you're going to record on my episode tomorrow night, I'll say I'll say you're the favorite. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, in, in all seriousness, that's a really really great question but it's a tough question because i have to honestly say that it's almost like every episode becomes my my next favorite or my most favorite Mm -hmm. because i prepare a lot for these just as as you do going into this podcast but people share and it becomes really open and all of a sudden you're listening to somebody and you're totally thinking it's going to go that one way and all of a sudden they share a story or a book or, or an idea and you you mentioned something earlier i literally take four or five pages of notes during my podcast because I'm just taking all this information in. And that's been the biggest reward is not only do the listeners get things and have I heard some great feedback and comments from them, but I myself selfishly get stuff out of it too. But, you know, there hasn't been one person that just just blew me away in the sense of standing out. And I don't mean that in a negative way, but I really feel that every single person has shared their own story and it's really unique and like I said, it's it's probably three to five pages on average, every single guest that I'm taking during these episodes. That's awesome. It's it's so true because, um, you know, we have an itinerary um, at week in and week out, and it very rarely do we hit all the questions. We just kind of yeah. have them there just in case there's, you know, there's like this, like, you know, silence and it, we want the people to know that, you know, we're, we are prepared, <laughs> but it, it, cause it has happened. No, absolutely. Um, when we didn't have an itinerary, we just had like three questions oh, for the man. person and we're all just kind of like looking at each other. And, you know, I was, you know, I came up with questions obviously cause I studied the person, but you could tell it was like the conversation was all over the yeah. place. And yeah. we like to have a focus on not just our general, um, you know, rotated views, getting, you know, life from various perspectives, yep. but each episode we kind of focus it on a topic 
um, and kind of allow it still to develop. So it's weird. So yeah, we have a topic, absolutely. but it definitely we talk about it all the time. Like, wow, that conversation just derailed into something yeah. totally different. <laughs> and and that's the thing too is like in, people even we do know like yes we stuff have on. It's like sometimes you don't realize some of the stories. Then when you, when you start poking at them, that you yeah. some of the stories that come out that you've known them for years, but you never heard that yeah. part of that that version there, of it. These guys here, my best friend and my brothers and my cousin, get you know telling stories or for the podcast that I've never even heard, and I've been around these people my whole entire life, so yeah. I can only imagine you know like having <laughs> guests on and uh, just you know seeing where the conversation goes. And we've had them, we've had conversations where it was like. All right, we might want to uh, completely edit that whole half hour. <laughs> that was not what this podcast is about, and we have uh, our our aim is to be for it to be family friendly. So we've had some like very absurd uh, conversations. But even goes somewhere like super positive that you didn't expect to go. That's true. That is very true. So if you could have, since you have, you know. Everyone, but you know the president of the United States so far on your podcast. But I was he's, so on, he's on tomorrow. Oh, he's on tomorrow. <laughs> there you go. Is there is there one person that you're like you know dead or alive? It would it would be awesome to have on your podcast. So so I got to take a little bit of creativity in regards to that answer, and and there are three. They'll be quick. That I would absolutely love to have on. One of them is John Wooden. Oh, the wow. second is Abraham Lincoln, and the third is I'm a basketball wacko would be Michael Jordan. So yes. since nice. only one of them is alive, I'll say that I probably have a somewhat of a chance with Michael Jordan, but the other two who have since passed, I don't think I have a, a shot getting them on. But I just think those three, a lot mm -hmm. of really cool things to share. And I was fortunate back in 2005, my mother, my father, my girlfriend at the time, currently my wife, and I got to spend about four hours with John Wooden which was just a unbelievable and still to this day one of the most amazing uh, nights I've ever had with, with an individual. That's, that's interesting. Awesome. Um, well, that's very cool with the John Wooden thing. Yeah. Um, uh, for Michael Jordan, would you have like the did you do you have like what you would ask like, in your mind, or do you have like the you know not a cliche, but I feel like everyone's like, so what's it like to you know be the greatest player of all time, <laughs> and you have six rings or however many rings a guy has? But what made you do decide to do Space Jam? Yeah. <laughs> 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 I feel like I would gear my question for me personally. Like I would have like a certain thing. Would you have a thing for Michael Jordan? Is there something that you always want to ask him just to see what his answer would be? You know, it's funny. I, there are a couple things that I would love to ask him offline. Yeah. And there are a couple things I would love to to ask him online. But just like you and just like some of my guests, there are probably a couple generic questions that I, that I, not probably there are a couple generic ones, but. But if I had the opportunity to get him on the podcast, there are definitely a couple questions that are totally outside the norm that I'd like to ask him. Because to your point, I'm sure 85% of his interviews have been exactly the same. Right. Yeah. And they all focus on the same thing. And I think the reality is he probably doesn't want to talk about the same thing all the time. So part of me probably selfishly would want to come up with three or four really good questions where after I asked him, he might be like, you know, I've never been asked that before. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I saw a special on him. He's like... I don't know if he still is. At one point, he was well-vested into uh, motorcycle racing. And I always want to ask him, like, what in the world made you want to do that? Um, le le legit, like, motorcycle racing. I don't even know how else to explain it. I saw a whole documentary on it. It was actually really fascinating. Um, I'd want to I'd ask him something probably about the, the baseball thing, too, and just be like, yeah. come on, tell me the truth. And because and everyone says that there's a rumor is that the whole gambling thing and basically David Stern – told him that he's got to take a little bit of a hiatus so i basically would love to ask him that but obviously on on record he's not going to tell me the truth so that would be one of the questions off the record yeah. oh for sure um 
All right, cool. So let's change gears a little bit here and, and, and focus in on uh, about personal development. And uh, it's my favorite topic. And, you know, me and Christopher had a phone conversation some weeks back uh, when we first connected. And um, we could basically have talked for hours, uh, especially when it came down to uh, personal development. And we're both clearly... Uh, passionate, we're like cutting each other off in the conversation. Yeah, yeah, did you read this book? <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, it was awesome. So, uh, you know, do you attend, uh, you know, personal development seminars? I know you said you met. I don't know how you got that connection either. This guy, dude, I'm just gonna call you the connector. Yeah. Uh, you, you, for four, you had four hours with John Wooden. You know what I mean? Yeah. I needed, you needed four minutes. Uh, and uh, you know, do you attend uh, seminar, uh, personal development seminars? Yeah, I have. I have attended quite a few personal development seminars. I have to say, unfortunately, over the last two or three years, just with work and life, I have not been able to attend as many. But in back in 2012, I went to the title of the seminar was Get Motivated, and it was in Hartford, Connecticut at the Excel Center. And it was an awesome event. They had Stephen Covey, Gino Oriemo, Eli Manning, Barbara Corcoran from Shark Tank, Aaron Brockovich, and one of my all-time favorites, Marcus Luttrell. And for those of you that don't know, Marcus Luttrell is the gentleman who wrote the book, Lone Survivor, and obviously the movie was was based upon it. And yes. I got a chance to spend about five minutes with him, and it was just an unbelievable experience. And not only is he just an unbelievable guy, and his story is, is amazing, but he was so respectful and gave me, like I said, about five minutes of his time. And just it was just an awesome, awesome five minutes. But I, I think the personal development component is just such an important important component in my life as far as always trying to better myself and to your question earlier is you know you and I spoke on the phone for about an hour hour and a half that time and we literally could have talked about that for probably another two or three days straight um but I don't think uh, your wife or my wife probably would have enjoyed that <laughs> so <laughs> that's hysterical <laughs> um I mean here's the thing with personal development you know it, it, at one point it gets me excited and at the other you know, I guess the other end of it, I get frustrated. Mm. And the reason why is because it's almost like a diet. Um, people say, you know, oh, I'm going on a diet. I got to start, you know, eating healthy again. Well, here's the thing. You were always supposed to be eating. The, that's It's not even eating healthy. It's eating the right way. It's it's giving your body what it's supposed to have, the correct fuel. Yeah. It's not dieting. Uh, it's it, supposed to be a lifestyle. Yeah, it's a yeah. lifestyle. That's what you're supposed to be doing. It's the same thing with personal development. I don't think it's like a topic that people you choose to get into. You should be doing it yeah. no matter what your background is. I don't care if you're an athlete. I don't care if you're a tech guy. I don't care if you're a barber. You, you should be at some level, um, you know, and that's where kind of, you know, religion and stuff comes in too, where people, you know, well, they read the Bible and it's kind of working in that sense. But, you know, outside of, you know, religion, I think that people need to take personal development more uh, on, a, on a daily basis and make it a lifestyle. Reading books should be a normal thing. Um, we we get, got into this whole new phase of technology and we're in a totally different era in what we live in. But, you know, in the past, even just 100 years ago, there wasn't TV, right? People didn't get entertained uh, by that kind of stuff and they did read, uh, I would assume, a little bit more. Uh, you know, what's your take on that, Chris? Christopher? No, I, I couldn't agree more. I think at the end of the day, you, know, you have an opportunity to improve yourself and and I think to your to your comment I couldn't agree more as people talk about going on a diet like it's a bad thing and I think people don't look at personal development I think the way they should in, in regards to whether you're a business person a teacher a coach or what have you you should always look to improve yourself and even if it's just for yourself 
for selfish reasons or for its career advancement or whatnot is you always have the opportunity to better yourself. And Pat Williams, who was a guest on one of my podcasts, I think he's in his late 70s, but he literally told me that he gets up every morning and he still reads five newspapers every day and he spends about two to three hours every night reading and he doesn't do it for his job or anything. He does it because at 78, let's call it, he still wants to get better every day. That's unbelievable. I think Warren Buffett reads for like eight hours a day too. (laughs) I'm not even kidding. I honestly, I do look that up. I don't know. Uh, but it'd be a fact great check. thing to research. It's but yeah, fact check that. Fact check. Um, I think I think you're right. I think I heard something about some someone said something. That I think he reads between six and eight hours every day. <laughs> wow. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. There are some people that haven't read six to eight hours in the last in their year. lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt that. Nah, so speaking of of reading, um, so what has been your most influential book? Uh, and, and, and maybe is it one that you can recommend to our audience? Um, and I guess just kind of elaborate on why. Yeah, that's, that's a, that's a great question. You know, it's funny. I go through, I don't want to say stages, but I reread books quite often, but within the last four years, the three books that have had the biggest effect on me are 10 X by Grant Cardone today matters by John C. Maxwell and then toughness by Jay Billis. And the reason being is all three of those books don't just deal with just business or just personal development or just sales. They have so much overlap in all areas of life. And I think I've probably gifted each of those books probably 10 to 15 times. But the reason I like the 10X book by Grant Cardone is something that I read early on is he said, if you're starting a business or starting something or doing something new, if you think it's going to take you 10 hours, the reality is it's probably going to take you 10 times the effort. And when he started his business, I forget where he was, he talked just about that. And I think those three books just have so much connotation, not only to business, but to life in general. That's awesome. Now I want to ask you something, because one of my most influential books um, that I read, I read multiple times. I have read multiple times, so um, I have like this tradition that I start basically every year with the same book. Just, just because every time I read it, it's, I find something new and I kind of want to square up to kind of measure myself as to where I am mentally in, in that sense. Do, do, have you, do you read these books uh, more than once and, in, and do you get more information every time you read it? Yeah, it's a great question. I've actually read all three of those books probably seven or eight times cover mm-hmm. to cover. But what I do with a lot of my books is I also underline, highlight, I'll bend pages down. So depending upon the time of the year or what I'm feeling or thinking. A lot of times I'll just grab one of those and just flip through and get some piece of information. And like you said, it might be something that I read in a while ago, but all of a sudden I might read it again and it might just have a different feeling or it might have a different interpretation as I'm reading it. So you know what? I didn't really think about that. But I think the one thing I found interesting is a lot of people will read a book and then just read it and not never come back to it or never really think about it again. And not that you need to reread a book all the time, but I think there are so many great books out there that it makes sense to just flip through them. And if you take notes and underline and highlight like I do, you don't have to reread the entire book. You can just flip through those 10 or 12 pages and you might get something totally different or you might see something in a different light. And I just think it's important to to kind of look at that and think about that, you know, especially when there are books that have had a positive impact on you is, you know what, let me spend 5, 10, 15 minutes and go back and just kind of reread them or just flip through them and see see what you come comes about it yeah man i i you know i couldn't agree more um so again let's we're going to shift gears one more time because i want to focus on uh no quit living um i so i follow you on social media and you have a very um you know upbeat 
uh, page and, and you're constantly putting up quotes. You said, you know, you're a quote guy. Um, I myself am a quote guy. And it's, and it's funny. Um, I remember when I first opened up my Facebook and, and my, uh, my uh, Instagram account, I would plop quotes like day in and day out, multiple quotes. It's kind of funny like looking back. And I lost a lot of followers. <laughs> it was like, I guess I was like too much, like too much. And, you know, with the same thing, people were just like, okay, you're a little obnoxious with yeah. it. Um, but I wanted to ask you, how do you keep um, such a positive vibe? Um, is that is that part of it? Is it because you're, you know, reading these positive quotes or you're reminded? And do you have like a, what do you have like a, like a quote generator? <laughs> <laughs> um, so full and fair disclosure, I have, I think four quotes of the day that I've subscribed to and a lot of them obviously repeat themselves but yeah. it was probably about three or four years ago and it just it became something that I did every day on Facebook and then I started doing it on Twitter but it's it's interesting because I get a lot of feedback from people that I'm close with a lot of people that I'm, I'm not really close with that say you know what I, I really appreciate the fact that I know I can jump on your Facebook or look at your Twitter and and see a positive quote or a positive message, but I have to be completely honest, it's it's difficult to do it all the time, and it's not because I'm not a positive person, but the reality is life is tough, and there are definitely days when I'm not feeling it. But I got it because I'm a quote guy. I got to share a quote with you. It's by um, Albert Hubbard, and the quote is: "Positive anything is better than negative nothing." Mm, nice. And I, I think I first saw that quote probably maybe a year and a half ago, and I actually printed it out. I have it up on my on my tack board here in my office. But I just remember when I was reading it, I said, you know what? I said, that is such a simplistic approach, but it means so much. And literally, that's what I think about day in and day out when I'm having a bad day or a bad mood. And I get up crazy early in the morning. One of my buddies and a client of mine owns his own gym, and he and I work out together about 3.50 a.m. in the morning, and I got to be totally honest with you today, I had zero desire to do that, but he texted me last night, and I texted him back and said, all right, I'll see you in the morning, and I literally was thinking about this quote this morning as I'm walking to the gym, and I'm like, all right, if I'm here, I got I to gotta go after it. So long-winded answer to your question, but it, it's really a choice that I've been really trying to make over the last two years, and it's definitely difficult at times, but if you just get to the mindset saying, look, there are two ways to go about it. Is you can go about it in a half-ass attempt and kind of go through the motions, or you can really make a positive decision and say, you know what, I'm going to put myself in the right frame of mind. And it does have a positive impact. And the interesting component is it has a positive impact on a lot of other people, whether there's someone you work with or someone you encounter during the day. And, and that's really been one of my focus behind it is you never know what positive impact you can have on somebody. They could be having a terrible day. They could be going through something personal, but just really being positive, you never know what impact you could make on a stranger or somebody that really needs it. Yeah, no, that's uh, speaking to what you just said. It's so true. Mm-hmm. Um, we go p- places now and locally, uh, you know, we have people come up to us, talk about the podcast who I in my life had no idea they were either even listening to or even followed me on Facebook <laughs> or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I, I, we would go to, you know, like benefits or just outings or whatever. And people come up to me all the time and they said, you know, um, I know I never comment uh, on your posts, but I genuinely love your Instagram and your Facebook. Was is this kind of like the same thing? I know it's going to be something positive. You know, we're just you know inundated with such negativity every single day that we need an outlet to kind of you know 
I guess, balance out, yeah. you know, the, the, the negative stuff. And they said that, you know, I know I can go to your page and find a quote or see a picture. Or it's always a smile. You're never, you're not complaining about stuff. I honestly, I'm on the extent that, you know, there's a time and place for things. And for me, the place is never uh, social media. It could be for, yeah. I don't, you know, you, everyone does whatever they want with it, but yeah. it's just my uh, thing. And, and you're right. You don't know who, who you're impacting um, at the time, even if it's like you said, you know, you're not, you know, feeling it yourself 100% that day, but you still do it. That, that goes to, you know, one of your P's that persistent, uh, being persistent and, and positive. And I guess the outcome is prosperity, uh, in that sense. And not just in a, you know, financial way. Um, that, that's fascinating. I love that. Um, isn't that, isn't that awesome though? When, when someone comes up to you and, and this tells you what an impact you've had and that, not that you ever do something just for the impact, but I think that's that's amazing when people come up to you and just give you their their little appreciation of it because it's a not asked for, but when they do express it, it means a lot. Yeah, for sure, man, absolutely. You're in your answer. You talked about um, you know going to the gym and you weren't necessarily feeling you know feeling it or whatever. Was there a time um, you know you're you're the no quit living guy? Is there a time where you felt like you wanted to quit? Uh, but you didn't, and and you know what was your you know your result? Yeah, you know there's there's one story that that comes to mind is I coached high school and college basketball, and I coached a 16 year old AU basketball team from Connecticut, and we were playing in a tournament upstate New York in Albany, and the other team had a big man who went on I forget where, but he went on to play big time college basketball, and he was absolutely just killing us, and we ended up going in the half. And I walk into the locker room and, and we're down by 18 points. And I just looked at the guys and I don't know what got in me or I don't know what kind of made me go into it. But I said to the guys, I said, we're going to win this game. And they kind of looked at me like I was either on, on drugs or drunk or maybe both. But hmm. they was, there was no reason why they would believe that absolutely getting killed in the first half that we were going to win the game or why I would just that would be the first thing I said. But anyway, long story short. I wrapped up halftime and I said, look, guys, I said, the only way we're going to win this game is if we all believe in each other. And I said, the second thing is that we all have to do it together. And it's got to be play by play, possession by possession. And we ended up winning the game by two points. And to this day, it was one of the most amazing comebacks in any sport that I've been involved with. But it's literally been 15 years now and it still has a positive impact on me. And I still get some emails and texts from some of the guys that were on the team. And we, we talk about that game all the time. That, that, that's a great story. And, and, you know, just to, you know, talking about coaching, I have yet, you know, been a coach to say, I, I feel like I've coached people through things that, you know, being, you know, through the life coaching stuff, but having an actual team, um, my son's three and he's in pre T-ball now. And, uh, you know, I'm the, the head coach there. And I know one of the things is a lot of it is just encouraging and being repetitive in what you're saying. So they're learning obviously because they're only three year olds, but it sounds so bizarre, but it, being a coach and you know being somebody who's you know laying out the positivity for people and encouragement it's so gratifying uh seeing the results and seeing you know us win a game or something like that and i always say we win <laughs> you know I mean? it's funny they don't even keep score but I, I tell them that we won and they just get they get excited <laughs> um you know is that is that kind of your same experience um you know what was you know was it was it gratifying being a coach uh, to some level yeah you know it's it's interesting being a coach on on different levels is is has been one of the most gratifying experience in many ways. And 
selfishly, I'm still in, in contact and close with a lot of the now men, but a lot of the kids I coached. But my son had my son is a last summer he had a coach and he was playing baseball and his coach was the best coach that I've seen for that age. And he was so positive with the kids. And it wasn't just about the winning and losing, but his approach, just the mindset he took with the kids. And I literally remember I sent him an email, I think probably the second week into the season. And and I didn't tell him about my background coaching or anything because I didn't want him to think about it. But I just said to him, I said, you know, I got to be honest. I said, I've been around a lot of teams, both playing and coaching. I said, but your approach with the kids, I said, is so simplistic in regards to just the positive approach that you take to them. And he was very much about the basics and the fundamentals, but he did it in such a positive way. And I literally saw it not only in my son, but in kids that initially early on in the season, you kind of look at them and you're like, oh man, this is going to be a long season. But then all of a sudden, three, four or five weeks into it, the kids are playing better and the kids are getting hits and they're making plays in the outfield or in the infield. And it's just, it really has a positive impact. And I think that's the biggest thing about coaching is if you really care about the kids for the right reasons, and if you really put the time and effort to show them that you care, eventually all that positivity turns around. And it's to your comment, it's not always about winning and losing. But one thing I tell my, my son is, you know, I don't care about the winning and losing component. I said, but every time you're on the field or on your or you're on the court, I said, if you give your best effort and you still lose, at the end of the day, you can put your head down on the pillow and know that you gave your best effort and there's no questions. And I think just in anything in life is if you take that positive approach and only give your best effort, good things are going to happen. Oh, man, I couldn't agree, uh, you know, more with that. It's a fantastic answer. I do feel like, you know, uh, and you're absolutely right, you know, at the end of the day, if you are if you are giving your best, that is in itself winning. Yeah. Right? Regardless of what the result is, if you can go in with that mindset uh, on a daily basis, whether you're a kid or you're an adult. Exactly. And you need to know they need to face the loss. Right, exactly. they need to yeah. feel that yeah. because life is not going to always be winning. Um, so, Absolutely so I, th- I think it's very important. But um, you know, going, you know, you're talking about your kid and and, and you're a family guy, and you know, us here, uh, you know, we're husbands and 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 we have uh, significant others and children. You have a very busy schedule. Um, how, how do you break this kind of thing down? Where you know you're able to spend uh, quality time with your wife, with your kids, uh, other family members. I know, you know, you have an eight-year-old in that age group. They're always having birthdays, friends' birthdays, and there's always stuff going on. Um, I don't know about if, if you have a big family or not. I know we do, and it's like I feel like every weekend we have one or two things, and we have to almost decide what we're going to do. Yeah. How do you balance all that, Chris, Christopher? You know, Jimmy Lee, that, that question really hits home, and, and not to, to get serious here for a second, but I have to admit that over the past little while, work, stress, and life got to me, and and part of me indirectly neglected my wife, Melissa, as well as my kids in regards to some of that time. Now, I was always there physically, and there was never a time where I would never do anything for my kids and my wife. I mean, to this day, you know, I would do anything. But I got distracted, and I think I put a couple of things on, on autopilot. And I can tell you now is that I'm happy and, and extremely proud to say that 100% of my time, no matter what it is, my wife and my kids come first. And they get scheduled first and foremost, and everything else comes second. But my wife and I had some pretty candid conversations over the last few few months, and I, I got to admit that as much as I hated to hear some of the things she shared with me, she was dead on. And I have to say that today our relationship, our communication, and our love, I think it's better than it's ever been. But I looked at that whole time as 
really re-examining where I was. And I think, unfortunately, a lot of times in life, whether it's distractions or stress or pressure or money or whatnot, things kind of come up. And, and I didn't do a great job then. I think I'm doing a much better job now. But to get back to your to your question with that is, and, and you made brought up a, a, a funny point, is I think there's been six birthday parties in the last three weekends. So oh, literally, it's, we're going from a birthday party to a toast store to pick up a present <laughs> or pick up a couple presents. But, you know, life is, is so precious. And I think the one thing that I'm seeing now and feeling now is that, you know, you have to be really active in your life. And I think whatever your priorities are, you need to make sure that that you really stick to them. And, and I haven't always done a good job. I think I do a much better job now. But, you know, I'm really happy in regards to where we are. And I'm really lucky because my wife stood by me and us during all this. And, and I could not have asked for a better person in my corner. Wow, that was a uh, fantastic answer. And, and to go on to the point where you're saying, I couldn't relate to this anymore. When you're, th- you're physically there, but mentally you're not there. Um, just because, and it's a natural thing, uh, when you have a lot going on, um, especially if there's something that's worrying you and you're not sure if something's going to quite work out, um, you can't help but not think about that. And there's so many times where I'm there and, and physically and mentally I'm gone. Like I'm just not there. And it's, and it's, uh, it's really, it's really, it makes me sad actually, but, um, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It's something that I work on. It's something where I put my phone away, uh, when I am out purposely or just the other day, I just, I'm like, I'm leaving my phone in here. Uh, we went uh, at church. I'm like, I'm leaving my phone in the truck. And she's like, you're just going to leave it in the truck. I'm like, yeah, put it in a glove box and just leave it in the truck. And I just wanted to be present. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wanted to be there with no distractions. And it's like, it's those little things that she saw. She's like, all right, he's really, you know, making an effort. And it's one of those things. We're not purposely trying not to mentally be there, right? I mean, you don't want to do that, but it just happens. And I feel like it could be a male or female thing, but as guys, we have this thing, like, we have to make it happen kind of Mm -hmm. thing. So it's like, I'm not worrying, but I have a lot on my mind. So it's very easy to get distracted. And and being present is definitely one of the things that I myself am working on. No, I think that's a a great point. And and it's the little things. And I think that's the one thing that that really helped both with my wife and I, as well as my kids and I. It's not going from 100 miles an hour to zero miles an hour. But to your point, it's the little things. But I think a lot of times in life, you get distracted. And when you're thinking about something, whether it's business stress, money, career, whatever it is, it's hard to turn off the switch. And, and yes. me, you know, I wear my emotions on my sleeve. And one thing I definitely don't do well, and I'm trying to get better and better is, is turning those things off in the sense of saying, okay, I know this is an issue. But it's funny is like, if you go home at, I don't know, seven o'clock at night, let's say, and you're spending time with your wife and, and your kids, someone was telling me about a week ago, a good buddy of mine, Craig, and he said, you know, when you go to bed, the issue is still going to be there in the morning, right? Mm-hmm. It's not going to get resolved at 10 o'clock or 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock by itself. So why not turn that off and then deal with it in the morning? And I'm really, really trying to work on it. And I'm nowhere near perfect, but I'm definitely better than I was a week ago, a month ago. But the one thing that really helped me through the whole process with my wife and I and my kids is that I wanted to be able to look back at some point and say, you know what, as much as this was a really trying and tough and stressful time, it actually made us so much better in the end, and that's been the one thing that I keep looking back on is that, you know what, you got to just you know, keep the end in mind and really stay focused on doing the little things, and it's consistency, and it's not going to be better overnight, but 
if you get better today and get better tomorrow, all of a sudden, two, three, four, five weeks later, things are better. Yeah, and you made a very, very, very important point that I do not want that to get glazed over. You noticed, he said, you know, we're talking about us not being present and why the reason why we're not present, it wasn't because of other, like nonsense, right? Yeah. So in a sense, he said, you know, whether it's business or whether it's something going on at work, that's important stuff. That's the reason why I get, you know, tense. Yeah. It's not saying that, you know, he's not there mentally because he's thinking about, you know, you know, something, you know, off the streets or something, some knucklehead stuff that, yeah, yeah. oh, I want to be hanging out with my buddies. I'd rather be doing stuff, stuff like that. Uh, it's very important to decipher those things because at the end, kind of what he was saying, the results are what are you getting from that little mini sacrifice that mm. you don't know you're doing? You know, obviously you're not there mentally, but is that going to pay off? Or are you just constantly, because at that point, if, if that's not the case then you're just ignoring your family, mm -hmm. um, right. you, you just don't want to be there. That has nothing to do with, Oh, I'm busy at work. Cause you're mm. not even thinking about work or thinking about getting stuff done. But yeah, I, I, I did. I just want to make sure that was clear. It's not that, you know, we're not there mentally because we're thinking about nonsense or knucklehead stuff, but it's, it's because we're trying to improve ourselves. It's because we're trying to prosper. It's because we're, you know, trying to maintain success at a higher level and get better and improve ourselves. It's a very distinct uh, difference there, mm -hmm. yeah, um, being being distracted. Uh, you know, with that being said, no quit living. You, um, <clears throat> I once heard that it's harder to quit than to stay with it. Um, now, this was not a famous quote, but I heard, I, I was in a conversation with somebody and they said that and I froze because it threw me off. Uh, what do you think about that statement? Uh, being, you know, you have the no quit living, um, you know, mindset. What, what's your take on that? I, I couldn't agree more. I think it's it's much easier to quit than it is to keep going. And the thing that I always think about when people ask that question to me is, I guess the million dollar question is, how many people unfortunately quit right before their breakthrough point? I, I seriously wonder how many people literally quit on the one yard line right when they're about to see the success right before the end zone. And I'm a big believer that, unfortunately, the, the good times and the great times typically come right after a really tough time. And mm. I just wish, you know, you can get in someone's mind or be that, you know, man sitting on their shoulder and say, you know, just keep going, keep going. And I asked Tom Ziegler that question about three or four weeks ago, and, and you know, he was pretty detailed in his response, but, but he went on about how important it is to just stick with it. If you believe in what you're doing, whether it's business, personal, family, marriage, and if you really believe in it, the right reasons, you know, it's going to be tough. And, and a friend of mine just, not just, about two or three years ago, she launched a shoe line and she's having a tough time. And we were literally texting on Easter back and forth and she had something really, really good happen to her. It's exciting. And I just texted her back and I said, you know, I'm really proud of her. And I told her that I said, remember all the conversations we had a couple of years ago when, when you were ready to throw in the towel. And, and she was, and she said to me, no, I'm really appreciative of your support. And, and I'm so excited for her because she's put in the work and I can't tell you how many times I'm sure in her mind, she said, you know what, maybe it's just time to, uh, to pack it. And I think she's right on the cusp of doing some really cool things, not just from the monetary component of it, but she built this all by herself and she's, she's really excited about it. And I'm, and I'm really happy to see her take it to the next level. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, I mean, going, going back to that point, you know, with quitting and, and people, you know, quitting just, you know, right before they're about to see the results, you know, in your expert opinion, why do you think, uh, people quit? And, and is there ever a time where quitting actually makes sense? That's a great question. You know, I think 
I think they quit because at that point in their mind, it, they've given everything they can. And I don't know if it's justification in their mind saying, all right, you know, I, I gave it, I gave it to try and it was a week or a month or six months. But I think it's at that point where, where people could be right on the cusp of, of giving up. But in regards to, you know, the, the second piece is it's, it's, you know, it's tough in regards to thinking about it because the question is how many people are so close Mm. And that part just continues to come back to my mind is is you kind of want to just tell them you got to you got to stay after because at, at the end of the day, you know, people that don't give up and don't quit typically are rewarded at the end of the rainbow. Very true. Very true. Um, I know a portion of not quitting um, is in the personal development world. Uh, we talk about affirmations and positive self-talk. What, what's your what's your uh, what's your expert view on affirmations and positive self-talk? I'm a big believer in, in affirmations. I, I haven't really gone down the road of, of self-talk as far as doing it myself, so I definitely don't want to touch too much on that. But every morning and every night, I have affirmations that I go through. And about a year and a half ago, I created a two-sided form that I now use with my daily goals and affirmations as well as my top 10 to-do list. And I track everything, and it works for me. And I always tell tell people that if any of your listeners or anybody wants wants me to send that to them, email to them, I'm I'm glad to do it. And it's just a word document, so people could change it or tweak it if it's a specific career or something that they want to do. But it's really important for me. And um, Hal Elrod, uh, who wrote the Miracle Morning, um, really really interesting book. He talks about how much it changed his life, and and I forget what the number was, but he was in debt to couple hundred thousand dollars and in a, in a tough place financially and it was by changing his mindset and dealing with and actually performing these daily morning affirmations really changed his his mindset and I think his book the miracle morning I forget how many millions of copies it sold but it's really simplistic and and the reason I I discuss and talk about that two two-sided form I use is because basically anything I think that's been successful has been copied pasted, stolen, tweaked, changed. I don't think there's a lot of people out there can say, you know what, I created this completely myself and my two-sided form, I definitely copied and stole and tweaked and uh, and changed. And if it was a uh, paper in, in school, I definitely would have uh, been uh, in trouble for plagiarism. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny you just said that because um, I, I, had, I had mentioned, I stated that I, I guess it was like 25 episodes ago. I remember it was like, it was 20-something. Yeah. I don't know specifically which one it was. But I had said something very blunt, I guess. It was a statement that I made. And I'm, I'm not sure exactly what it was, but I was just very firm in what I said. And I said, you know, I'm not going to take this as my own, you know, I'm not going to take credit for what I just said either. This is an accumulation of everything that I have read. Mm. And I know it as factual, but it's not a, you know, it wasn't an original thought in my mind. Yeah. So I'm not saying it as, you know, Joe's just trying to be a tough guy or whatever. But uh, I'm sure, Christopher, you know who uh, Bob Proctor is. And Bob oh, Proctor yeah. talks very stern when he talk. He's very... Um, He's straightforward in 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 his in his speeches and and you know and when he's featured on films, and he says to he speaks to that he says I can speak so firmly and so so uh, with such confidence because I didn't come up with this content this is you know this content has already been delivered to us uh, I'm just kind of spinning it in a different way and just giving you my perspective and and we talked about this why do we read so many personal development books when they kind of somewhat say the same thing and I say I said it all the time I say. 
you know, they're giving a different spin on maybe, you know, an old, uh, you know, uh, an old concept. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, so it's very important that we say that and, and, and I am very interested in having your two pager and I'll definitely, you know, give it a look and, and, you know, provide the link or whatever we got to do to get that out to the listeners. Um, with, with that, what, what projects are you currently involved in and what is next for Christopher J. Worth? That's a great question, and I appreciate you uh, you asking that. There's actually four things currently that that I'm working on. Obviously, the first, which which you know about, and you'll be on tomorrow night, is my No Quit Living podcast, which has been an absolute blast. And obviously, you guys have a great podcast yourself, so you know the passion that goes into that. The second thing is we are uh, we are just relaunching the No Quit Living website, which is really exciting. We basically did a complete rebranding of that. The third thing I'm working on is something that I'm extremely passionate about is I just partnered up with a woman by the name of Kim Sutton, and we're working on the I3 initiative, which stands for Improvement, Impact, and Integrity. And there are four exciting parts to that is we have a book club, a mastermind group. We also have live events, and we're creating our own app, which will be launching soon, and we're really, really exciting. So the site just went live. It's the letter I, the number three, initiative.com. And... Uh, the other thing that the fourth thing is that I'm working on my first book, which is really exciting, and I've had some great people that have mentored and helped me with that. So, long-winded, those are the four things that uh, that are really exciting me um, right now, and spend a lot of my time late at night when everyone else in my house is sleeping. So I'll go home later tonight. Everyone will be asleep, and I'll be working on one of those four projects. That's awesome, man. You busy guy. You have a yeah, lot awesome. to look forward to. Um, there, there's nothing better than having that excitement of you know what the future is, uh, you know has in store for you and you working uh, day in and day out to achieve those kinds of things. So you did mention uh, you, you a few websites. Um, aside from your websites, how can people connect with you? The best way is, is via email, which is chris at noquitliving.com. That's my personal email address. I'm anal when it comes to emails. I'm passionate about people that respond in a timely fashion. So I answer all emails, um, hopefully in a, in a timely fashion now that I just said that. But my email is the best <laughs> way. no uh, pressure. The yeah. Best way. yeah, all of a sudden people say, what is this, this guy hasn't responded to any emails. Um, but I think in today's day and age, you know, it, it's really easy to get caught up in distractions. But I'm, I'm passionate about the projects I'm working on. I love to connect with people. And for those that are interested, you can go to the website, which is noquitliving.com. And it's been uh, it's been awesome sharing uh, some stuff with you guys. And I really appreciate uh, you guys inviting me on. Absolutely. There you have it, nice. folks. No Quit Living, our guest, Christopher J. Worth. We like to wrap things up with quotes. And today we have a quote from Lance Armstrong. And it goes like this. Pain is temporary. Quitting lasts forever. Um, which reminds me of uh, this Kobe Bryant. I think it was Kobe Bryant. This Kobe Bryant quote said something about you know ha- about having friends. Someone asked him, it "Was like you don't have many friends?" I don't know who said this in what conversation we're in. Someone said, "Oh, Kobe Bryant doesn't have that many friends." He said, "You know, friends come and go, but banners last forever." Which just gave me the chills even <laughs> oh, just saying like it. Friends hang sometimes, banners hang forever. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow, that's that's even better. Uh, oh, what a fantastic badass quote, right? Um, all right, and our second quote is from Mark Jacobs, uh, the Jula. What's worked for me is not quitting and being passionate about what I do and not giving up. When I don't believe in myself, turning to others who believe in me. 
there you have it, Mark Jacobs. So, No Quit Living. In this episode, we had special guest and entrepreneur Christopher J. Worth from NoQuitLiving.com. In this episode, we discussed the importance of not quitting, strategies to help you never give up, inspiration and motivation. We talk about personal development, having the proper attitude, positivity, and using affirmations. We wrap the episode up with quotes from Lance Armstrong and Mark Jacobs. Thanks again for joining us. Guys, don't forget to visit the website, jimmyleevelez.com. Follow the blog. If you have any inquiries or questions you would like for us to answer on a future episode, uh, just email us at info at And on behalf of myself and the rest of the crew, we wish you massive success. And until next time, adios. The Rotated Views podcast was produced for self-development purposes. Thank you for the love and support. We truly do hope you enjoyed the views.